Welcome to Podcasts, recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. We have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its video podcast, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living. Good morning, everyone. So great to be here with you. You all look so bright and shiny this morning. Uh, announcement that we missed this morning is today is the last day to sign up for a special workshop. It's from 1 to 4 next Saturday, and it's called Beloved Community. And it's an opportunity to um, dive within and tell us, can you give me one sentence, Nancy? <laughs> Uh, creating a world that works for everyone. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. And uh, once a month, we revisit our new minister prayer. And so we're going to do that if we'll take that out of the pocket. And what I'm so uh, grateful for this community is that how... Um, well, let me, let me ask you this. Does anyone, when you're preparing food, do you ever peek in the oven? Or is it just me? <laughs> do you ever peek in the oven? I'm, I'm not a baker, but, if, but when I do, on chance, bake something, it's like I'm always looking. I'm always looking. And what happens when we do that? It take, yeah, the heat goes out and takes longer to cook, right? You know, I even do it in the air fryer. Are you done yet? Are you done yet? It's a problem when you cook when you're hungry. Well, this is, a, this is a process of cooking, that what happened is that we put all of our light, all of our energy, our purpose, our vision and intentions into this prayer, and we know that this prayer is cooking, and that in the right and perfect time, and what's really been great about this community is you haven't been peaking. That you've been, you've been just going around, doing your work, uh, attending classes, participating in events, doing all the things, showing up on Sunday, contributing, like you're just living your life. And so in living your life, I really appreciate that. Oh, you want me to move this way? Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> I forgot to welcome you, those of you at home, and I moved out of the way so you could see the prayer. So let's, so let's speak this prayer together. It's all of our love, all of our energy. It's, it's our, our agreement with spirit. So let's read it together. There is only one life. This life is good. This life is God. This life is my life now. Knowing that I am one with this life that is God, I therefore know that I am one with all of its blessed expressions, 
which includes the presence of a new minister for my beloved spiritual community. Because I know that the highest purpose of my new minister is to express spirit, I therefore know that my new minister is a revelation of spirit as wisdom. I further know that my new minister is the fulfillment of that which has been promised by God, for it is written, to realize that God is ever-present, ever-available, is to know that all the wisdom, intelligence, and power of the universe is right where you are. As I stand in agreement with my beloved community, I see my new minister before me as lighting this safe space in unity, love, and belonging. I now intend to experience my new minister in full cooperation and agreement with my community, knowing this truth about myself. Or, I am inspired to align with divine wisdom so that all around me feel uplifted, strengthened, and loved. I am calling forth the awareness of oneness as the source of universal truth. I am demonstrating the power of love in leading and guiding PCSL in its expression of wholeness and abundance. I am expressing passion for providing broad educational opportunities for spiritual growth and experiences both in person and virtually. I am nurturing modern families, engaging our communities, and standing up for a diverse, equitable, and inclusive society. As I now accept the highest expression of a new minister into my life, I know that they will be revealed in a way that will express spirit and serve the highest and greatest good of all who are touched by their presence. I am grateful God is gracious. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you. Oh, so we know that that's happening right here and right now. So my topic today is love on a spectrum. And we are following the, the global theme of uh, loving. I think it's loving out loud. Yes, thank you. Um, so um, before I start that, let's, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and go within and remember a time when you were loved unconditionally. Just bring that into your awareness. What did it feel like? Who were you with? What was your experience? Now, as you breathe in, go ahead and touch your heart and hold that. Connect with that love in your heart. OK, when you're ready, open your eyes. So I was thinking about this during the meditation, and what came to me was uh, one day I was working at home and 
feeling kind of down. I have a home office, and I was feeling kind of down and out of sorts, and I needed to get out of the house. And so I took my lunch, and I drove to the nearby park. And I parked my car, and it was kind of misty outside, and I just sat there eating my lunch. And this van pulls up next to me, and um, a couple got out of the van, and they opened the side door, and out came this dog and ate puppies. <laughs> and I don't, I wish I asked what kind of dog it was, but they were adorable, as every puppy is. They were these adorable puppies, and they just started running around and playing. And I got out of the car, and I said, can I pet them? And I sat on the ground, and they jumped all over me. And in that moment, I was transformed. I felt that unconditional love. I was just brought back into that center. And that's who we are. We are loved. We are loved without condition. We are loved every day, no matter if, we, if we're good, if we're bad, if we're sad, if we're happy, whatever's going on, we are loved. And so we're perfect the way we, we are. In Science of Mind, Ernest says, God is, God is love and God is law. The love of God is omnipresent and the law of God is omniscient omniscience. The love of God is the divine givingness, the eternal outpouring of spirit through its creations. We are the outpouring of spirit. We are spirit expressing through each of us. And so we've, we've been created in the image and likeness of God. And God, there's no mistakes in God. So who we are is love. And so there's three premises uh, I'm working with today. And the first is we are perfect just the way that we are. And we embrace who we are. By knowing God is love and I am love, I am perfect just the way that I am. And that we align that with everyone we come in contact with. That we know spirit expresses through all cultural expressions, through all genders, through all sexual orientations and experiences. There is no place where God is not. God is everywhere. And the gender identities that we're born with, our sexual orientation, or whatever cultural or ethnic heritage we've came into the planet with, these are divine imprints that we were gifted with. So we've been gifted with that. And we've been purposely brought to the planet and born into these communities. We're meant to be here, right here and right now at this time. Our lives are here by divine appointment. So who we are authentically is who we're, who we're meant to be. So this, the second is that love exists, on, the second idea is love exists on a spectrum. That there's light and dark, comfort and discomfort. And in all of it, there's love. That um, they use a great example that lifting weights is uncomfortable, but it creates a healthier body, right? Eating a donut tastes good, but kale is better, right? <laughs> so we have comfort, we have discomfort. But Sometimes we need the discomfort to, be, to go along with the growth. So all experiences 
are part of our expression as love out in the planet and how we are growing and evolving as a being. And all of life is a, is a relationship, because really all of life is a relationship that when we want to express God, who are we going to express God with? Another, another being, someone we're in relationship with. That's where we see our reflection of spirit. That's where we see how we're connected. So what, what keeps us? So if that's true, why are we not living this incredible life of love? Fear, right? Fear. Fear keeps us separate. This person looks different from me. I'm afraid. This person acts different from me. I'm afraid. This person, I don't understand what they're doing. That brings up fear. They might, they might do something that takes something from me. It's more fear. The purpose of fear is to create more fear. But fear stands in the way of love. Fear stands in the way of our connectedness. So in our work, what we do is we pay attention to fear. Where am I feeling that fear? Where am I feeling that separateness? Where can I bring myself back to love? And the fear comes from our own lack, our own limitation, our own experiences in the world. We formulated these experiences long ago and that they live within us until we bring that into awareness, we, we, most time we're not even aware that they're happening. And when we don't know that we are loved, we tend to project our fear onto others. Did you ever tell anyone an idea that you were going to go do and they went, oh no, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> because the fear came up inside of them, no, that might not be a good thing. Don't do that. So what we are called here to do is to remember that we are loved, to face the challenges, the comfort, the discomfort, the issues that are before us, to face all those, and to work through them to continue to see love in the midst of whatever else is going on. And that's our work, right? In Science of Mind, we know that's our work. That's what we're faced with, a world that works for everyone. We see all the places where it's not working so well, right? All the places of discord, all the places in the world of separation, all the places of trying to deny rights, trying to deny opportunities, that we, we see love in the midst of all of it. And we're not, we know the truth, and we stay grounded in the truth. So the third idea is that love expresses on many levels and many ways. So love expresses in every color. There's many colors of skin. There's many cultural uh, ethnicities. There's many differences that we have. And love expresses through every gender, every, everything. Love is, expresses through each one of us. And so we don't find love, love finds us. So I found love. I uh, had been in a 
couple long-term relationships and that didn't work, they moved on, but I met, I met my soulmate when I was in my 40s, which I had thought there would be no chance of me ever getting married. My mother even gave me her engagement ring thinking I would never get one. So she said, here, you might want to have this. <laughs> but, I, but I met him and it was great. Oh, this is a hard story to tell. Um, so I dated, we dated for almost a year, and I would share, this, is, this was 20 some years ago, so it was before social media. So, so pretend that you don't know about social media. So, or try to pretend that there was a time before social media. So the only way my parents were going to see a picture is if I shared it, which I didn't share any pictures because I didn't want them to know I was dating a black man. Because I know, would know how they would react. And so he surprised me on my birthday with an engagement ring. And so I was so excited, but I knew I had to make that phone call. And so I called home and I said, Mom, guess what? I'm engaged. And she said, oh my gosh, that's so, I'm so happy for you. And I said, I have to tell you something I kept a secret. He's, um, he's a black man. And there was dead silence on the phone. And she said, well, if you want to ruin your life, go ahead. Oh. Now, in support of my mother, it was her fear. Because she didn't know a black person. The only black people she ever met was in World War II when she was going to see my dad, who was based in Mississippi in the Army. My mother had to get on the bus from upstate New York and take the bus, and the, back, the black people sat in the back of the bus. That's what she knew. She didn't know why. She didn't understand. That's what she knew. So she was afraid. And I know she was afraid for me. She's afraid for my life. So <laughs> needless to say, I was upset. And we, we hung up the phone. And uh, I don't know. I think I called my sister after that. But my dad heard the whole story. My dad was, was in the background hearing this. And my dad said, you call her back and tell her it's OK. And she couldn't do it. Took her about three days before she called. And she kept calling me. But they, my parents were afraid, afraid of so many things. They were afraid of the answering machine. Did you ever know anyone that was afraid of the answering machine? And they would not leave a message on the answering machine. That's just how they were. So she would, she would um, um, call and, leave, and not leave a message. But I could see that she was calling. And I was like busy doing things. And I needed a couple days to process this. So finally, after about three days, I called her back. And she apologized. And what, what happened, what it turned out, when I finally brought him home to meet my family, they fell in love with him instantly that when he walked into their kitchen and started, all he did was say, 
wow, what a great house. Tell me about this house. Oh, that's all you had to say. <laughs> they told all the stories about the house. They told all the stories. And they fell in love. And see, spirit uses us. Spirit uses every opportunity to express love. And I think I was, I was, spirit was using me. I think my whole life is a teachable moment. I look at my life as a teachable moment. And so everything in it. So spirit was using me as this teachable moment for my family. Not only the family, but the neighborhood. Because my uh, Lawrence was, uh, was just the most kindest, polite man that you ever met. And so when my parents were getting in the car, he would go and he'd open the door for them and everything. Well, the neighbor thought my parents hired a driver <laughs> because of the color of his skin. So even the neighbors were healed out of it. Even the neighbors were healed out of it. So I got to be that expression of love. And love, love doesn't moves through each one of us. It doesn't matter what form we're in, what, what culture we are, what gender we are, what we're thinking, what we're feeling. Love th moves through each one of us. And our work is to know that and stand in that truth. Paul Selick says, to understand love on a spiritual level is very different than what we understand culturally. What we understand culturally, love is very different. How we outpicture in society, we love each other, and there's a lot of attachment. There's a lot of attachment in culture, right? I love you so much, and I know you'll never leave me. That's not love, that's fear. I love you so much, I know I would never be with anyone else. That's fear. I, I love you because you're good. That's control. That's that, so to pay attention to how are we expressing that love in the world and what is our true nature of love. When we look at it through the light of consciousness, we see it an entirely different way. And so we, we affirm, I am love through those I see before me. So would you say that with me? I am love through those I see before me. Again. I am love through those I see before me. One more time. I am love through those I see before me. So it's easy when we're in this room, because we love everybody in this room, right? It's when we go out there. It's when we go outside, and whoever we're going to bump up against next, can I be love through that expression? Now, picture in your mind who's somebody that Mm, you don't feel so great about right now. Repeat after me. I am love through the one I see before me. I am love through the one I see before me. Say that again. I am love through the one I see before me. So we're saying this from a place of consciousness, that we're giving up our attachment to what it looks like in the world. We're giving up our attachment to, I want you to be a certain way in order to love you. And we're just, we are affirming that. So pr I invite you to practice that. Practice that when you go out to the grocery store, when you go out and you're about in the world, that you look around and you, and you say to yourself, I see love in the ones I see before me. 
and just see yourself sending that love out there. That as you do that, you're lifting up the energy, you're lifting up the vibration of the planet. And believe it or not, that person is receiving your love. And do it when you don't feel like doing it. That's the hard part, do it then. When we say it from this place of consciousness, I need nothing from anyone else but simply to know that they are. I am a divine idea in the mind of God, and I see everyone as a divine idea in the mind of God. And our work on the spiritual plane is to elevate that frequency. So we, we are, see a world that works for everyone, so we see a world that works for everyone. A world where people are not suppressed, where they are not denied, where they are not limited, where they are not refused, but that everyone has a chance. Everyone is loved. It's up to us to explore that, that understanding of who we are. That's our work. That's how, why we came into this work, to know who we are, to know what we're called to be. Author and cultural critic, Bell Hooks, has a book. Anyone familiar? Yes, yes, all about love. Amazing, amazing writer. She explores our, how our society has moved to a place of fear and lovelessness and how to rise above that. And she says, spiritual life is first and foremost about commitment to a way of thinking and behaving that honors principles of interbeing and interconnectedness. It's interbeing and interconnectedness. A commitment to a spiritual life means we embrace the eternal principle that love is all, everything. It is our true destiny. So we, when we see that for the world, we see that for each person, we live from a different place. She refers to this as the love ethic. And she says, awakening to love can only happen as we let go of our obsession with power and domination, right? Let go of our obsession with power and domination. And in another sentence, she says greed, which is another form of that. Commitment to a love ethic transforms our lives by offering a different set of values to live by. So that's what, that's what we believe, that's what we know, and that's what we stand for that we see a world of wholeness, perfection, and beauty for each one of us. And it's up to us each day to be willing to see that, to stand in that, to proclaim that, and to know, above all, that we are loved. So let's take this into prayer. Oh, let's just take a breath. God is love. God is all there is. God is that divine expression of goodness, grace, love, freedom, joy, harmony. God is, and I am, and I know that each one of us is one with that infinite expression of love, with that divine beingness of love, and that we know that as love is who we are and as we are an uh, 
a divine idea of love going out into the world to express. We know that everyone is this expression. And we know that everyone is treated well, that treated equally, that everyone is uplifted. And any place where there is fear right now, we send it love. We send it beams of love to, the, to those places, those people, those ideas that are limited, that are operating in fear, operating in lack, operating in limitation. We send love that way, knowing that we are not bound by that, but we are set free this very day. So I speak this word for any place of darkness. I send this, this word to uh, Morocco for the earthquake, to the fires to the, the, all the climate activities in the world and any place where there's pain or suffering, we send love right here and right now and know that we have been lifted up and that we have been transformed in that eternal principle and that we take it with us, we allow it to wash over us. We know that we hold it, we release it, and we send it free this day for all of this good. I am so deeply grateful and together we affirm this. And so it is. Peace and blessings. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Our inspirational service is at 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are in your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.